Welcome to Digital Savages Challenging the Status Quo Podcast. Digital Savages brings you the original stories of misfits, challengers, and people who do not abide by somebody else's rules. Enjoy and challenge the status quo, always. Hey, Marcel. Awesome to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, um, I usually introduce uh, persons, but I've switched from that because then I'm telling your story and introducing you. It doesn't make any sense. So could you tell who you are, what you do, and uh, how did you grow up, if you grow up already? So this is a quite a tough question. I'm a freelancer in media, so I'm a media maker. I am an interviewer and presenter for uh, television, radio, podcasts, anything with an audience, uh, mostly live audiences. Um, and I produce my own videos. So it's video series, audio series, like podcasts, and uh, also some video fucks. Can I say fuck on the, on the podcast? Yeah, of course. All right. So, no limits, so brother. <laughs> I, <laughs> I make new video material from existing videos and I use it as a kind of satire just to make people laugh. And it's a very easy way for me to uh, show people what I can do, uh, editing, producing, uh, presenting. That's what I do today. I was born in uh, Nieuwegein in 1991. Um, and uh, I grew up there. I stayed there until I was 18 years old. So I did my primary school there. Um, on the primary school, I led the political party of the primary school, uh, which didn't <laughs> exist. There were no elections, but I just, <laughs> I rang the bell with one of the teachers and I said, we have to do something about the theater because we have to sit on the ground and I want, I want chairs. And he said, you know how democracy works. You just have to have a political party. So we started one. That's the first time I uh, got into contact with politics. And the fact that I might like to be a politician someday. Then in secondary school, um, I um, uh, was brought in contact with the Dutch National Youth Debate, which is a project in which 150 young Dutch children uh, uh, pretend to be a politician for some time. And they have a debate with the real minister on the policy. Um, and on this age, I firstly experience that maybe I'm not the one with the answers because I was only asking questions. And nowadays I try to use this as my strongest point because I might not have all the answers, but I do have the questions to uh, ask you why you think your answer is the best answer to be given. I think my uh, love for media and entertainment started there. Um, uh, and uh, during my uh, studies as a student, um, I started working on everything that had to do with media. So I've been working for television in the background. I've been doing a lot of interviewing and presenting. I've uh, produced my own series uh, videos on uh, on YouTube uh, podcasts, as I mentioned. Um, and always with the thought, um, if no one will finance it for me, I will make it myself. So I can always buy my own camera and buy my own microphone. Uh, if I have some money, uh, I'll, I'll get some secondary, uh, <laughs> secondhand uh, a camera and I'll start videoing uh, and I, I'll, I'll start interviewing people on the street and make something out of it. So, uh, And I still do that. Of course, now I have become a 
professional uh, video maker, I, I would love to have someone holding the camera every now and then. So with the bigger projects, I have that right now. But still, uh, a year ago when the Olympics were canceled, my best friend and me, he's a former athlete. Uh, we wanted to interview the athletes that were not going to the Olympic Games uh, and ask them to take us with them on their journey to the Olympics that were canceled. No one wanted to uh, finance that. So we just did it ourselves and we did it within two weeks. And the second episode of that podcast was uh, actually uh, directly copied by a Dutch national uh, uh, television corporation. And they used it actually, the format uh, to interview people on the day of the finals that were canceled about how their journey was. So that felt good. We did it anyways. And um, yeah, that's still my belief. Uh, did they uh, buy the IP of no. you guys? Or okay, they just <laughs> no, copied it. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> I I copied the the so so I I analyzed the entire episode we made and I I laid the sentences we spoke over the sentences they spoke in their program on Dutch national television, and then I thought, okay, I'm gonna let this blow up on Twitter, but it felt sour, and uh, I I thought, well, let it go. Um, if they like what you do, they'll ask you one day. Um, and I think still our product was better. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I always enjoy your uh, your uh, satirical uh, movie shots. You know that you place yourself within uh, you know talking with a king or some political party or one of the known uh, Dutch people from uh, from the television. Where do you get your inspiration for that? Uh, at first, it was just boredom. At the beginning of COVID, at the beginning of COVID, I, uh, <laughs> there, there was something already in my head. I want to make some uh, com comedic movie uh, videos, hysterical uh, uh, material. And then, because of COVID, there wasn't a lot of work with live audiences, and I was at home. And I was actually thinking I have to get back to that what I once studied, law, which uh, I hope I will never have to do again because I'm not very good at it, and I don't like it at all. Uh, so I bought a green screen um, the day that all my shows were canceled. So I was actually rock bottom financially. I bought a green screen and I bought some new lenses for my camera and I bought three new uh, lights. Uh, didn't didn't tell this uh, uh, to anyone I knew because I, I knew they would say, you're crazy. Please just wait, <laughs> wait a minute, get a job. Um, and then I started making uh, those videos. Um, of course, I didn't earn any money with it, but, um, uh, well, it, because of boredom, I had to do anything. And now the inspiration is just, I see something passing by and I feel, okay, if we change the context, this answer might be very funny and we'll just try. And most of the time I throw it, I throw it away. Sometimes it's funny though. And then I'll post it. <laughs> okay so i don't see i don't see the things that you don't find funny i only see the 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 the, the diamonds uh, yeah. <laughs> well it's funny <laughs> because you never know sometimes i post something that i i think is brilliant and nobody likes it and sometimes i post something that uh, uh to me was too easy uh and you shouldn't even try to do this joke but then it blows up so yeah uh, and, and would you would you say that uh, that uh, the things that you did from your boredom now resulted into you getting more gigs? Yeah, absolutely. It was never the goal directly, but uh, I see it works because if you make something very funny and it's 20 seconds, 
people uh, will make the snowball effect going on. So they will know uh, your name and then look up what do, what does he do uh, in normal life. Nobody will do the same with my more uh, serious stuff. They do not really care. I mean, yeah, I, I understand. Uh, of course, you, you want to click on something that seems very funny and short and a snack. So, yeah, it works, but it, it's never the goal. It shouldn't be. Lightly to digest, yeah. so to say. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there has to be a satirical component. So, uh, uh, most of the time, there's there is something in the back of my mind that I actually want to communicate. Like I don't, I don't like this interviewer, or I don't like this kind of politics. So I made a, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get the, I get a point. And, and and there is there a grand vision behind it? What if I talk with you in twenty years? What will Marcel Bamberg tell to me? Yeah, I I hope to have some own a program in which i do interviews and i can present some beliefs of others uh, not my own but uh, I, i would like to do interviews and help them tell their stories um but 20 years is so far away i i try to force myself making plans for the coming five years or even three years um but if i look at the plans i made three years ago it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> uh, so, so for me, it, it helps to think about what I want to do in five years, because some steps you are, you cannot take without making small steps before you do so. But most of the time, I don't see any reason to wait to do what you want to do in 20 years already today. So okay, it's so, a difficult so it's, question um, for me. Yeah. A DM in this. Absolutely. Yeah. Block the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah, anticipate on having the time in 20 years? Because you have no idea. No, I'm, I'm, I, I love the thinking of um, you get, you die every night and you get reborn every morning. You know. Yeah, that's a great, we'll great way maybe, to see it. Yeah. Maybe you don't wake up tomorrow morning. And exactly. Then- yeah. Yeah. And I, I never believed in doing something today that will uh, might result in a very good job in two years. Because then, uh, in, in the worst possible outcome, you you've had two years of a very stupid job and you didn't get the job that you actually wanted. So uh, never believed in that. Actually. Yeah. For, for the believers, it's God loves your plans, right? <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. about you? Do, do you make plans for something you will do in 20 years or no. five? I don't know if I'll wake up tomorrow morning. So mm-hmm. no. there, the plan is that there is no plan. I just let go. And because I can I'm be like very Jim... jealous of people who do. If someone um, says, I have a plan for the next five years, I instantly become jealous. And I, I, sh- I think I should have some plan. Why? Yeah, because I said so, sometimes um, you can only get where you want to be uh, by making small steps before you get there. But uh, that, that, um, that removes all the curiosity and the fun part of life with um, the unknown. Yeah, and exactly. I love the unknown. Uh, I want my life to be a journey and an yeah. adventure, and not, you know, um, like like taking a race. You're going to do the forty <laughs> laps, and that's if you it. know you win, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's boring, you know. Yeah. And I'm not the routine guy, so uh, and uh, I think yeah, what, what you said. There are a lot of people that actually plan their life 
But I can imagine then at a certain point, they will get bored, they will get depressed because they achieved or underachieved it. And then yeah. they're going to beat their head because what's next? And yeah. then what's next? I just, you know, lead my life by accident. Yeah, like and- Jim Carrey in that movie, say yes. Or yes, yeah. man. Yeah, just yeah. say yes. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were referring to one of his uh, his, his quotes. Uh, he once said something like, um, uh, "Why would you be unhappy daily doing something you don't want to when you can also be unhappy doing something you really want to, <laughs> or something like that? You can you can fail you can fail doing something you want or fail something doing doing something you don't." Yeah. yeah, his father failed like doing something that he yeah. did like. So yeah, he yeah, chose yeah. to do and try to fail in something that he really liked. But yeah, yeah, exactly. he succeeded. Yeah. Hey, uh, is there something that you would like that somebody advised you to uh, when you were starting off? So someone ad- advised me and uh, what, what I did with that av- advice. Yeah. Mm. You, were, you were just kicking off your career. Yeah. Uh, what would you like you knew? At some point, um, I had a talk with one of the uh, people I worked with at the Dutch uh, National Youth Council, and he was 20 years uh, older than I was, and he was helping me when I became a board member there. I did that for two years, and uh, from that position, I started doing debates and talks and and leading debates. Uh, and we we spoke a lot about what we should do in the future or what what I would become, um, and. Then I thought I should become a politician someday. I, I don't want that anymore. Uh, but my biggest problem was that uh, I didn't know what the right answer was to all the world problems. And then he said, uh, maybe the problem is that uh, uh, our political system is full of people who think they have the right answer, whilst there have to be 150 people in the Dutch parliament that will just ask the right questions. Uh, and that was a, a, a turnaround for me, um, though still I don't want to become a politician right now. Uh, but I really like that <laughs> advice. And uh, uh, there's there's an advice I, I take from music with me. Uh, uh, my father played um, Agda and the Munich Dutch uh, band a lot. And one of their uh, lines is, uh, here's one more advice. Uh, don't ask advice to anyone ever they will only color their sentences with their own failures and i believe that if i ask you do i have to go to machu picchu and you have been there but everything went wrong you'll probably tell me no there's nothing there will only go only go wrong shouldn't go well maybe if i go have have a great time so uh, yeah, advice is okay, but but um, uh, don't let it rule your life. Actually, it it's always a perception agree? of somebody else. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I think that um, you know um, um, validating your thesis on something is very good. Yeah, as long you don't stick to anybody's advice, but you take it. This is the same as you're researching something. You take information from all different sources and then you come to your own version of truths and you come to your opinion. And that's that's okay for you. So that goes the same for advice, you know? Yeah. It's like, and that goes the same for opinions, right? It's, yeah. it's like an asshole, every person has one. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, 
Hey, uh, Marcel, what do you do on a daily basis to challenge the status quo? Now, this is a difficult question because as a freelancer, I have my assignments I have to do. Um, and there's also your own projects. So in the own projects, you pursue something higher, maybe than uh, in the projects you do for something, someone else. Do you agree? This is very political of you. Do you agree? I know it's a question for you. So you have to answer. Well, <laughs> well maybe the, the right right question is, do you follow? Do you follow? Because I've, I've got so, so much work that I do for other people. And then there's some work I do for myself. And I think in this last category, I can do a lot more. Uh, uh, challenging the status quo than I do when I work for uh, uh, other brands or or debate organizations, for example. They have their yeah, own so, goals. So, so, so you have your satisfaction, which earns you money, and then you have your passion, where you really challenge the status quo. So, <laughs> what do you do in those projects? <laughs> so, so, yeah, Doctor like Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> like, right, right. Well, and, and and then even if I'm working for someone else, I have my own scope. So I don't work for the uh, fossil fuel uh, um, uh, brands. Um, there's, there's some categories that I don't do and there are some roles I don't do. Uh, but, uh, overall, uh, what I try to do is, um, bring together, uh, opinion, opinions that, uh, that are not the same. And I hope to inspire young people to be, um, um, interested in politics. This is something that comes back in a lot of my projects and I hope um uh, that this works there's no way to uh, to see if it works but i try to do that um and i try never i, I mean when i started uh, as an interviewer as a presenter i was uh, uh, quite shy maybe on on stage i didn't show that but i was thinking about what would you think when i ask this question and i would probably ask the questions that you would feel good about Nowadays, I will never do this. I will try to find the things that you will not uh, uh, talk about that much. And you'll probably get a little suspicious about where is this going? Because then the interview is, is, is becoming more interesting for the audience and probably will get to new parts, new, new yeah, information. But this is very interesting. You're not buying what you're selling. You just said, I don't want to change the political career, but I'm <laughs> I'm stimulating the youth to go into the politics. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm not. A, no, no, no. But but at least be interested. Know what democracy means. Know how it works. Know that uh, if you vote, this is not the end of democracy. You, you can organize yourselves. You can uh, start petitions. I don't know, uh, uh, become friends or at least uh, uh, get in contact with people with power. Uh, uh, make sure you know what's happening. Educate yourselves. Those, those are do, things. Yeah. Do you, do you think that democracy is uh, a system that can be upheld for the future? The ancient Greeks didn't believe that at a certain point. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> the last, last, Okay, so so I'm too young to talk about uh, generations before me, but you can see the last years that it's it's a system that uh, is fragile. I mean, if if it's going to be upheld, we are the ones who will be actively doing that. And I think the ones 
uh, uh, the, the good ones are quiet last years and the bad ones are gaining power. So it's, uh, it's something we have to actively work on. Interesting one. Uh, the intellectuals are keeping quiet, just saying it will pass. It's fuck over. But it leads us to idiocracy, I would say. Why? We're not asking the right questions. And Which when are? we know the answers, we are not following them through. You know what the funny thing is about democracy? You no. can protest your ass off, but you're not doing anything. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Have your protest. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you have chosen. The the campaign is over. You have chosen. Doesn't matter that it's wasteland. <laughs> it's, you have chosen. Sure, you sure. The, you got the possibility to choose. Yeah, yeah, true. But I believe that after voting, that it doesn't stop there. It 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 starts there. I mean, you've got new parliament members. You've got new ministers with their own policies. And then you can start uh, uh, whatever you want to do to pursue your goals. And we have to see whether whether it's going to be upheld. I hope so. I think so. Um, but uh, uh, we've, we've been uh, laying back as good ones. And I, th- I think uh, it's, it's time to inspire younger generations to not be so... Um, how, how do you call that? Um, take I it as I, <laughs> I have a quote for you for that. I believe it's from Batman. It was like, mm-hmm. um, either you die a hero or you live long enough to, to become a villain. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Harvey Dent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, what is your most awkward moment that you have experienced in your career? Awkward moments, like something I don't want to go back to. Ah. Mm, I think uh, this must have been one of those times I took on too much and then a life on stage is uh, pretty difficult. So I had to be, uh, uh, I had to do a, a talk with someone, uh, with, with professors from all over the world, from Africa, India and Europe, on a topic that wasn't really my own. Um, I do not perfectly remember. Maybe that says it all. Um, uh, uh, Something sustainable, but they had another definition. They had another word for it, which made it even more difficult for me to understand. And I just came back from another gig in Berlin. Uh, The flight was delayed. I came there as early in the morning as possible. But when I looked in the mirror, I saw that I was afraid. Well, and, and, and that didn't work out on that stage. Um, so yeah, well then in English, it, w- it was one of the worst times I was working. And then when people asked me afterwards, how did you, how did you feel it when, uh, how do you think you did? Uh, that was one of the worst feelings, I think. Um, and I once participated in a com- comedy, uh, Estafeta, uh, uh, was, a. uh, something in the the Leids Cabaret Festival in in Holland uh, with one of my friends who is a comedian nowadays. So he succeeded. But with the two of us, we did not really succeed. (laughs) But we were good enough to to come through the first round. And then we were in a full arena with, I think, 3000 people in the Stadschouwburg in Leiden. And uh, well, (laughs) 
as comedians can say, we bombed. So we had 30 minutes. And, and of course, there were some laughs, but I could feel people in the audience think, what are they doing? <laughs> and that might be one of the most awkward moments. But I think the most awkward thing was when we got back uh, backstage and the other comedians were there and some of them saw us and they just asked, so, uh, yeah, how are you feeling? <laughs> Just, <laughs> they felt uh, sorry for you guys <laughs> i think they also thought what are you doing here <laughs> something like that um <clears throat> so you had some learning experiences is there something that you would like to leave to the world uh what i want to when i want want to leave for next generations and what they learn from me yeah is there a legacy is there a muscle bumberg legacy i hope they can live about everything i did in the in the in the future so if i leave some videos they think are funny enough to see um there's i'm i think i have no legacy for now like this this is what i want to leave you uh if you if you were born in 20 years read my books and this is what <laughs> not yet maybe someday i hope to have children one day and and they will be my legacy Interesting. Do you think that it is wise to have children right now? So that's a double question. Uh, yeah, maybe they're the new Einsteins. And yeah, the other way around, they are polluting more than uh, I will ever be saving, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this uh, with, a, with a reason. I read somewhere that bringing children to the wood is like bringing firewood to a burning house. Yeah, yeah. At this point in time, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. And uh, maybe maybe it's going to burn down anyway. Might, <laughs> Just as, might as well have fun. I mean, you yeah. see the housing market today in Amsterdam. Some some houses are being sold for a million euros for for very small parts of a, of a house, and then you see the predictions that in twenty years there will be no Amsterdam. I mean, it it will be underwater. Um, it seems like I'm we, looking we, forward to that because yeah. I will have David there at sea. You know, you will have David or at least Utrecht at sea. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it's like people, uh, people accept some reality, but then uh, uh, when they when they turn off their screens, they will forget everything again. And I think this is the same with getting. Uh, if if you have the dream of becoming a father one day, um, yeah. One side is that it's bad for the world. The other side is I just want to become a father. <laughs> The world is sinking anyway, so I want to have a feeling, ride anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get you totally. A, a, a total different question. Um, <clears throat> if I would give you the possibility to dine with three people, alive or dead, which three people would that be? And why? Of course, why? The why is most important in this. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Give me some time to think. Did you answer this question for yourself? Of course, but I would have... A cocktail party immediately. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> too much to sum up. Oh, wow. So I don't have to be politically correct, huh? Absolutely not. There is, this, is the, this is the podcast where you can truly be yourself. So as I was thinking about um, the first man who came in my mind was Barack Obama. The second that came in mind, and that's why I ask you, is this politically correct? Adolf Hitler. I'm I'm just very curious what the, that would be like. What would they tell each other? And um, 
I don't know the. F- I'll tell you mine. I'll show you mine. Yeah. Tesla, Nikola Tesla, the guy that invented 21st century. Mm-hmm. I really would like to spend some time with him yeah. over uh, beef. The second one would be Tito, Josip Broz yeah. Tito, that yeah. is the, yeah. the president of uh, Yugoslavia. Yeah. I think that was a great man for the time he was living in. <clears throat> and he was the, he was the, um, United Nations for the East and the West. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, calming things down. And the third one would be Suleiman, uh, the Magnificent, one of the biggest or most known Ottoman rulers. Those would be, I would, I would really like to know how he dealt with internal and external politics, war and whatnot, because they conquered like the most territory ever in the last 600 years. So that would be my three people to dine with and would you dine with them at the same time or would you dine with them individually mm, i individually i'm that selfish <laughs> my feeling with uh, barack and adolf at one table would be I, i would just be quiet and ask some questions and see where they would go in that line i would see uh cleopatra on the same table um yeah and that's because of my uh political uh feelings and i just want to know what were they thinking all of them yeah and then put him and then put him in 2021 and say what do you think now (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck did you guys do (laughs) yeah we 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 invented some some good things we can play uh, playstation 4 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah mind mind blowing mind blowing hey and 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 three time periods is there any time period future or past that you would really like love to experience yeah i would love to see europe before um before the cars were introduced so what would what was it like um i would love to be there which is impossible because we were not there when the world was still one uh, and the uh, continents were not driven apart yet. Um, And of course, I would like to know where we are in, I don't know, a thousand years. Yeah. You're a million. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) I think that's what what nice one to to pursue. Is there something I should have asked you, but I didn't. Mm. No, you know, I feel so uncomfortable talking about myself that uh, I see uh, it. Yeah, you, this is why you're you're pain in the ass for the others, but you being interviewed, no. <laughs> uh, and and I'm not used to it because I normally I know uh, everything that's going to happen in a program because I know what line we have and what questions and what uh uh examples i'm going to introduce and now when you ask a question i'm my my uh meters are ticking in my head what what, what do you ask <laughs> there is what no, should i answer well, what everything did other is people answer? Ex- exciting yeah. exciting <laughs> what's going on <laughs> i don't have the line oh <laughs> uh, yeah no so th- there's nothing in my mind at, at, at uh, on the top of my mind right now that i i think you should have asked no no I think you gave some 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 good quotes along the way. Hey, uh, if I ask you, because we have come to the end of the podcast, if I ask you to summarize your life and your journey and what you're doing, what you were doing, 
um, and you would give a key takeaway for our audience, what is that key takeaway? What is your two cents for the audience? Um, if someone tells you, maybe this is not a good, a good idea and uh, maybe try again next year, wait when there's a position available. I'm not sure whether this is the right path. The least you can do is just try to do it yourself. I mean, if they have no position for you at the radio, start a podcast. If they have no position for you uh, at the television, buy a camera. If they don't want you at the newspaper, start writing a story every day and wait for people to give you feedback. Maybe in one year time, you will see they were right. I'm not a newspaper guy. Perfect. At least you tried. And, and I think that's what I'll be doing until I die. Uh, my, my grandfather once told me one year before he died, um, when I told him, I have no idea what I want to become and I'm struggling with it. I'm, I'm studying law, but I don't want to become a lawyer. And he said, well, I don't know what I want to become either. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a beautiful piece of advice. Marcel, it was awesome talking to you. Wish you all the luck in your future endeavors. Looking forward to more hilarious videos and uh, just keep doing it. You're entertaining at least one person. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun, even if I was uncomfortable not being the one that asked the questions. <laughs> Love to hear that. <laughs> and thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you very much for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. This was Challenging the Status Quo podcast brought to you by Digital Savages with your host, Amir Sabirovich. Stay safe and healthy. And until next time, ciao.